All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are live, large and in charge, from our studios in the Hudson Valley. And just as soon as I can get this crazy clip computer to, <clears throat> well, it's working fine. I'm just a little trigger happy here. Oh, and you folks on the video side aren't seeing my face. Well, you're not going to see it for now anyway, but that's okay because we're going to just do what we do best. Now, if I can just get... Bear with me. I, I'm, I'm serious. This, this won't take long. I, I know this is not exactly how it's supposed to start, but... Let's face it, not everything goes according to plan. You know, the best laid plans of mice and men kind of thing. <sighs> Some days, I just think that maybe it's a conspiracy against me. My computers are conspiring against me. Shh, don't say anything. They might hear you. Oh, shit, they heard me. <laughs> Somewhere, well, let's see about getting there. There, of course, I gotta wait for it. There, there to get there. There, hmm. Okay, so that's there, and intro. Welcome to Firefox News Online, the world's number one internet radio and internet video broadcast. The rules apply. No personal attacks, threats, or hate speech will be tolerated in the chat room at any time. If you commit to these acts, you will be removed from the chat room, and your chat will be deleted. Also, if we're using a phone line, the same rules apply. This is a roundtable discussion broadcast, so please, no cross-talking during the broadcast. And finally... The use of media materials is protected by the Fair Use Clause of the U.S. Copyright Act of 1976, which allows for the rebroadcast of copyrighted materials for the purposes of commentary, criticism, education, and news reporting. Firefox News Online Productions and the News Division adhere to the criteria of the Fair Use Clause 100% across the board. The views and opinions that will be expressed in this broadcast are that of myself and those who join me, and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of anyone else for this broadcasting service. And now, it's time for Firefox News Online.
pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And now, America, it is time for Talking Points. The views and opinions expressed in Talking Points are that of the host and the host alone, and do not reflect the views and opinions of anyone else for this broadcasting service. Tonight in my Talking Points, the validation that I didn't seek but received anyway, along with doctors and nurses around the country. Welcome to Firefox News Online. It is time, as you just heard, for Talking Points. You know, doctors and nurses had videos taken off of YouTube for reporting to us, to tell us, the American people, that administrators in hospitals have been telling them to mark deaths as COVID-19 deaths. And the reason they were being told to do that is because each time a person is marked as a COVID-19 death, the hospitals got money. And that, to me, is despicable. That is just outright despicable. I'm sorry to capitalize on this disease is sickening, to say the least. But thanks to One American News Network, we have been vindicated, the doctors, the nurses, and myself. The mainstream media will not report this, and it is sickening that they will not talk about this at all. But they are part of the problem. They are part of the problem nationwide. They are part of the problem in relation to this story so much that it is, it is thanks to the Democrats that doctors and nurses, as well as some of us in the alternative media, tend to get silenced as a direct result of the censorship that the Democrats don't seem to quick to deal with. That they don't want to, um, how can I put it, they don't want to stop. So the censorship of the uh, alternative media is as pronounced as one might think, especially in this situation. So what I find ironic is the Center for Disease Control and Prevention uh, put this information out, and I have the clip uh, that I'm going to play, and it's One American News that broke this story on a more nationwide front, uh, and I'm glad they did, because had they not done this, it would have resulted in this information being lost, and I'm surprised that none of the mainstream media outlets are following up on it. Well, then again, no, they wouldn't. I keep forgetting. They don't follow up on stuff like this. They don't want to talk about stuff like this because they support the Democrats, and they support the silencing of the conservative. Now, I know there are some that will sit there and say, well, how can you tie this all together? It's really simple because look at the videos that doctors and nurses put up on YouTube that got taken down by YouTube. Now, Google, which owns YouTube, uh, persistently and consistently uh, silences conservative voices. And that's why Firefox News Online does not use uh, YouTube anymore because of the fact that they kept slapping me down. You know, They kept silencing me, and I'm sorry, I will not – let that happen anymore. That's why I've found 
alternative media sources for an alternative media outlet like mine. So having explained that, the bottom line is there are people uh, out there who believe that uh, we don't need to know this stuff about the death totals, okay? When you hear this clip, you're going to understand why, okay? There is a vast number of people that died from non-COVID-19 illnesses that had pre-existing conditions and uh, end-of-life issues and so forth. Uh, well, you'll hear the clip, and believe me, this is just incredible. I've said it. I've brought it here. Now One American News is putting it out there, too. And what really surprises me the most is how the mainstream media and the Democrats are all hand-in-hand. Hand. You know, well, if it isn't out there, if it's not being said, then it doesn't exist. That's the mentality of the Democrats. It's truly a sickening, twisted game. <sighs> Some days you just have to ask yourself, is it worth getting out of bed in the morning to open the newspaper and say, here we go again, another day like yesterday. Okay. It's like, like the guy, like Ben Stein, when he did the character on the movie uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and he sat there in the classroom going, Bueller, Bueller. <laughs> totally devoid of any emotional kick, if that makes any sense to you. Let's just face it. We need to know the truth, and the Democrats are not going to tell us the truth. They're not going to say anything that's truthful. Everything they've said to date has been outright, bold-faced, bullshit lies. Okay? You've got people running for government offices. You've got a guy running for the presidency who can't remember who his wife is, where he is, or even who the president is. And here we are caught with all this bureaucratic red tape bullshit. I don't know, folks. It makes no sense to me, but I'll tell you what does make sense. The fact that, thankfully, One American News has vindicated, as I said in the beginning of this talking points, not only the doctors and nurses, but those of us in the alternative media who have told you time and again, the numbers of people dying do not add up. But reports like this will not come from the mainstream media because as far as they're concerned, the numbers are accurate. As far as they're concerned, the numbers are correct. And I hate to be the one to tell CNN, MSNBC, and Fox News that they're dead wrong, but yo, screwballs, you're dead wrong. I hate to be the bearer of that bad news, but boys and girls, you've been telling wrongful information. Now you need to look at this and say, oops, we goofed, or at the very least, say, oops, we've got it wrong. Admit you made a mistake, because if you continue telling over 220,000 dead, even after this CDC report came out, then guess what? Somebody needs to slap you back a good one. And it's the alternative media that just might be the ones to do it. I mean, you certainly don't want someone like me continuing to defeat someone like you. Now, do you? I mean, I don't mind. 
If you don't mind, I don't mind. America, we've been given topsy-turvy information uh, since the beginning of the pandemic. And what really is pissing me off is, well, the fact is we're not getting told all the deal. We're not being told all the information. And that's what disturbs me most. We're not getting all the facts. Okay, the CDC wants us to wear masks. They want us to social distance, all this other stuff. But you know what? I'm starting to wonder if it's really necessary anymore. I have to question whether it is truly necessary. Because the CDC says that people with breathing issues don't have to wear masks. And I respect that. In fact, I'd rather they didn't wear a mask because, you know, if they can't breathe, well, then you've got a problem. But here's the thing. Is this virus truly that widespread? And I think they're closer to a vaccine than they're claiming. I think there's a vaccine available. They're just taking their sweet-ass time approving it. And it's time to shit or get off the pot. Hashtag FFNOP, hashtag FFNOP. Trend tonight's broadcast globally, as always, on social media right now. And with that having been said, it is now time as the rest of the story. All right, America, and wherever else you are in the world, we're here. We're live, large, and in charge. From our studios here in the Hudson Valley, I'm George Sinzer. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Oh, boy. I'm telling you, it could be worse. And again, it could be better. Now, in a few minutes, I'm going to play that clip that I was talking about in my talking points. And I want you to understand something. Um, for me to, to, to find this today was, I guess in a way, uh, it was a way of, Somebody up there saying they like me. Yeah. I do believe somebody up there likes me. Well, Tufanli, let me... um, I I think they're overplaying the pandemic uh, because of the uh, mandates from the from, de- from Democrat governors and 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 so forth um, is coronavirus real? Yes, I can I can tell you it is real. But are the are the death tolls here in the United States the honest numbers? And I can safely say, <clears throat> no, they're not accurate. Tell you what, I'm going to put the clip and uh, put this clip on. I want you to listen to this carefully, folks. The latest numbers from the CDC reveal hospitals have been counting patients who died from serious pre-existing conditions as COVID-19 deaths. One America's Pearson Trump has more as the CDC counts over 51,000 patients who died from heart attacks as opposed to coronavirus. 
The Centers for Disease Control have updated their death counts for coronavirus and reveal yet again that COVID-19 is rarely the actual cause of death among coronavirus patients. According to the CDC themselves, of the 220,000 deaths attributed to the coronavirus, 87,000 of them died from pneumonia and influenza. Another 17,000 died from chronic respiratory diseases and 26,000 died from respiratory distress syndrome. 44,000 patients died from hypertensive diseases, 23,000 died from heart disease, and a whopping 28,000 died from cardiac arrest and heart failure. Yet all of these, even patients who died from heart attacks, were marked down as dying from the coronavirus. Doctors who spoke with One American News explained that 131,000 patients who are being considered COVID-19 deaths already had life-ending diseases, including cancer, dementia, and even end-stage renal failure. And according to the CDC, again, if you look at place of death, you'll see that some 10,000 patients who died from COVID were on hospice care, meaning they were terminally ill to begin with and were already expected to die. Doctors tell One American News that all of these patients were critically ill and likely died from their pre-existing conditions without any help from the coronavirus. However, they explain that the CARES Act, passed by Congress in March, gives hospitals a 20% bonus on their diagnosis-related group paid for by Medicare. Essentially, that means doctors are being paid to list deaths as coronavirus without any indication the patient's death was actually COVID-related. The 1918 Spanish flu is often used as an example of a comparable pandemic, and perhaps it's more comparable than most people realize, according to the National Institutes of Health and even Dr. Anthony Fauci himself. In a 2008 paper, explained that the majority of deaths during the 1918 and 1919 pandemic were not caused by the influenza alone. Instead, Dr. Fauci says that the vast majority of deaths were caused by bacterial pneumonia. Exactly what the CDC shows we're witnessing again today. The CDC backs these numbers up, explaining that coronavirus itself is responsible for just 6% of all deaths listed as coronavirus-related. The other 94% of deaths are due to pre-existing comorbidities, including serious illnesses and advanced age. However, despite this report being officially published by the CDC, so far the mainstream media have completely ignored it, instead continuing to hype a pandemic that seems less dangerous every day. Pearson Sharp, One American News. Now, <clears throat> I have said from the uh, for a long time, like I pointed out in talking points, uh, that this that these numbers didn't add up. That these death that the total number of dead was just not adding up. Now you see why I've been saying that. Now you see why I have said time and again something is wrong with these numbers. It's not a coincidence that I've been saying this because nothing seems to make sense. So now you see what I've been saying is spot on. And as far as Fauci is concerned, fuck him. He, I swear, the man doesn't he, he makes little or no sense at times. So it's really, you know, catch-22. Um, 
what are you going to do? I want to take this opportunity to welcome on uh, watching by way of, of Periscope.tv, uh, Gene and Cherokee Rose. And of course, listening by way of Mixler is my buddy Gunslinger and Toothon Lee, uh, who I just call, I'll just call two because it's easier for me, <laughs> I think. Um, the the fact is, we're not we, we've not been told the right information from day one, and it's not President Trump's fault. As much as the Democrats would like you to believe, it's his fault, but it's not his fault. If it were his fault, would he? <laughs> Would, would the Senate have, uh, you know, if, if he were to blame for a lot of the stuff that the, the Democrats claim, he'd be out of office real fast. But as I, as I said last night, as I pointed out last night, his approval rating is higher than that of Obama when he was in a year earlier. Both running for re-election at the time of their approval rating, Wow, 52 to 48 was the the count the vote for uh, Amy Barrett to become the justice. Same numbers, Trump 52, Obama 48 as far as approval rating going into re-election. Somehow we have kind of lost touch with what's what's real and what's not real as far as what we're being told is concerned um, and quite frankly i'm getting really tired of you know of being told well you have to wear a mask you have to do this you have to do that well, first of all, wearing a mask is to me pointless because um, you got people out there that don't wear masks, that go into stores, okay? And I'm talking people that don't have breathing issues. Just regular John and Jane Q. Publics that are going into stores not wearing masks. Well, guess what? What's the point? Seriously. I pointed out on this broadcast how I could stick my fingers down the down in the top of the, of the thing. Do you really think that if, if masks were that effective, COVID would not get in through those gaps? No. Anyway, the death numbers is what, what I brought up, and that's what uh, the clip was all about. Joining me on the phone lines at 347-945-5747 is Gunslinger. Gun, talk to me, brother. Did you hear the clip? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, I definitely heard the clip, yeah. Um, <laughs> I've said, even I have said, and 
I'm pretty good with numbers, you know, being a master electrician, engineered all kinds of jobs. You have to be good at numbers. I mean, I'm sorry. You can't go out there and be a cultivator mechanic or a, or a, or a sewer cleaner router and do the, do the job that I did. Okay? Because it's a lot, it's high te- it's technical. Okay? So, I'm used to numbers. Okay? And I've told you a long time ago that these numbers are not adding up. Okay? It's just, you know, there's something really, I've even said it before, there's really something, you know, rotten in Denmark. And I've never been to Denmark, okay? I smell it from here. Uh, it's just a minute that they, they are putting COVID down as the cause of death when it was completely unrelated to whatever the person had. Oh, yeah, uh, boy, there's a bullet hole in, in the back of his head. Oh, but he, COVID, he died of COVID. Is COVID now uh, able to shoot you now? Hmm. According to them, I guess it is. That's a dangerous little bug now. It's armed. But that, you know, you see how ridiculous that is, okay? And all kinds of underlying health issues, age, and all that, and, you know. Uh, but money. You heard what the club said. They can get more money. Money talks. Bullshit walks. So this really, they don't give a fuck about you. you are you kidding me? You could go in there and, 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 and say you had an ingrown toenail and died of an ingrown toenail. Oh, you had COVID. More money. More money. Uh, a COVID will get you more money than an than a ingrown toenail. Guarantee it. <laughs> okay. So... Should these, these people should go to fucking prison when they do this. I don't give a fuck if you're a doctor. I don't give a fuck who you are. You put these kinds of line numbers down, and your ass should be, you spend the rest of the li- rest of your life in prison. Fraud, deception, name it. I think those are crim- criminal offenses, by the way. So, I don't know. That's crazy. Well... What what gets me is, you know, this this report that you know, this information of of all the deaths, as pointed out in the uh, article, you know, in the clip you heard, eighty-eight thousand two hundred and eight people died of influenza and pneumonia, but they were listed as dying of COVID. Chronic. Lower respiratory diseases, 17,799, but they were listed for COVID. Okay? Then you got adult respiratory distress syndrome. 26,365 people died from that, but they died of COVID, according to, according to the information from the hospitals. So something ain't right. And for the CDC to put this information out, it contradicts everything the mainstream media is saying. So it's like, really? I mean, you've got people in, in, in the tens of thousands dying of different different ailments, but yet they're being listed as died from COVID because 
as you heard, the hospitals get money for it. It's 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 a Ponzi scheme, but it's a Ponzi scheme that you know was put out there by the federal government. They're giving the money to these hospitals as long as as long as they list every death as a COVID death. How dishonest can you be? That's being dishonest to the American people. So at what point do we say enough's enough? At what point do we say where's you know, what's what's the um you know what what's the deal here? Now, I'm on the CDC website, and I'm, I'm, I'm searching their website to see if I can find the information I think I might have found it. See in a second here. So let me see. Let's see. Ah, here we go. There's the mainstream media is saying 220,000 dead from COVID-19, right? But that's funny. It doesn't add up. Because if it's two, over 220,000 dead, why is the CDC saying 211,282? That's a vastly different number. Very strange. Very strange indeed. But I, I think, Gunslinger, with this information that One American News put out, it vindicates what what those uh, doctors were saying about the death, the, the death num- the death total, the very information that was removed from YouTube, on top of the uh, hydroxychloroquine video that got taken down as well. So there is a concerted effort, at least it seems this way to me, that there is a concerted effort to suppress this information on the part of the mainstream media. 
and I suspect the Democrats. What do you think? You know, you know, the Democrats have got their sticky little fingers in the cookie jar all over the all over the place. So, would it surprise you that there's Democrats, you know, at the at the helm of this? Mm, doesn't surprise me. You kidding me? But like I said, numbers don't lie. They can be manipulated, yes, but the true numbers do not never lie. Two and two is always going to equal four. I don't care how you look at it. How you slice it, dice it, and take it apart, it's going to always equal four. Unless you manipulate it. Now, if you manipulate it, it can go, hell, two and two could, two and two could be a zillion. Okay? But does it really make it a zillion? No. It's going to make it always four. That's what I've always said. Uh, but again, look at the money. You got to, think, you got to look at that money trail. The money trail is a fucking deep fucking hole. Okay? Not a hole, but a hole. Well, one and the same. But anyway, uh, they're going to, to continue this crap. Uh, when are they going? When is it going to stop? I have no idea. Uh, and just like you said, wearing the mask and all that stuff. Uh, again, I'm going to say it a zillion times. These, this thing is microscopic. You cannot see it with your eye. I mean, you can see a grain of sand, okay, put it on your table or a little speck of dust, you know, like that little speck of dust I see right there on my desk right now, or a little spot on my screen. I can see that with my with just naked eye, okay? But this thing, you can't see it, okay? You can't even see it with a magnifying glass. It has to have a microscope, okay? Because it's so damn small. And I've said this before, and you've done it before. Take that mask and uh, hold it up to a bright light or a bright white flashlight. If you could see light going through that son bitch, don't you think that little bug could get through there too? And all the way around? I mean, yeah, okay, if you want to... Like I said, I'm not a risk taker. I'm going to wear a mask, okay, but I know that it really doesn't protect anybody, okay? But just for a, a safe of mind, you know, peace of mind, as the old saying goes... Okay, whatever. And some of the stores you can't go into, and they, oh, you gotta have a mask. And you know, and but yet they let all these these looters. I heard there was on Fox News right now, a thousand looters, uh, fucking up some city over there. Said check back for details. I guarantee you they ain't. I guarantee you they're not wearing masks. So why don't they round them motherfuckers up? Hmm? But they'll make you wear a mask, but they won't make them wear a mask. Fuck that. You talk about a double standard? That is a double standard right there. Okay, I, I don't know about you, but no. Until you round these bastards up and make them wear a mask, then by God, you ain't going to make me wear one either. Okay? You think you're going to? Let's lock and load. Let's rock and roll because it's time. Okay? Because that's bullshit. And if, if no way was here, he would agree with me 100,000%. Okay? That's bullshit. Okay? This is a free country. You cannot mandate and tell people you have to wear a mask or you will get fined. Fuck you. Okay? This is America. If you want to go and start your country somewhere over there and 
have a little communist little bastard cocksucker bring Bernie Sanders with you and, and AOC and all them other cocksuckers with you. Hey, great. You can have your little cocksucking country. I don't care. But you ain't doing it here, and you ain't doing it to me. Go ahead. Well, <clears throat> I know here in New York they've mandated the wearing of masks. Okay? Cuomo did that. But every time I go out my front door, every time I walk down the street, people aren't, even I do it. I'll walk down the street, there's nobody around in front of me, you know, for a couple of blocks, nobody behind me for a couple of blocks. I'll, I'll walk down the street and not wear my mask. Why? Because, you know, no way pointed this out and... Uh, I, and I, I repeat this often, no matter what type of mask you're wearing, you're, you're, exhaling, you're, you're exhaling carbon dioxide. But guess what? You're breathing it back in, too, which can cause toxic damage to the body. So, you know, it's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of like, why would, why would a person do that to themselves, you know? I mean, yes, I'll wear a mask when I have to go into a store because, you know, the stores would want you to do that. You know, I'm like you, you know, better safe than sorry. But as soon as I come out of that store, that mask is coming off my face faster than shit because I don't need to wear it any longer than I have to. And I'm getting to the point where I'm starting to think, you know, if, if, it's, if we're going to have, if it's going to be a resurgence as they're claiming it's going to be. First of all, how do they how do they know it's going to resurge? Okay. This this whole thing started back in the early part of this year. So as far as anybody's concerned, we're still learning about this. We're still learning the the devastation of it. And. You know, to say that the experts are wrong, but there, you know, you've got conflicting analysis from different, you know, from different experts. There are people who say that wearing a mask is 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 pointless. There are experts that are saying that wearing a mask is 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 necessary to protect you. Okay. Why not let the American people decide for themselves? Okay? Let them decide for themselves if they, if they feel they should wear a mask or not. The same thing applies with social distancing. Okay? I mean, we're turning our, this, this whole thing has turned our nation into an isolationist country. Have you noticed that, Gunslinger? We, 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 I, I've been thinking about this, and, and I'm starting to think, you know, that's exactly what's happening. We're, we're the, 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 the 14-day quarantine, the social distancing. We're actually being told to isolate from one another. 
Now, of course, the, if it ever comes down to where, the, let's say, the governor of New York decides to uh, mandate that you have to wear a mask while, even while you're in your own home, that's going to be that's going to be not too well received. But I I have this sinking feeling it may happen. You know, somebody out there, if the if the numbers start rot, if they if the mainstream media reports that the numbers are going up for number of infected. Somebody out there, some liberal dipshit governor is going to turn around and say, by executive order, I am, I have, I, it is now mandated that you wear a mask even, in your own, even while you're at home. And you must social distance while you're in, when possible in your own home. If it comes down to something like that, this country is going to wig the fuck out, and there's going to be a lot of people pissed. It hasn't happened yet, but the possibility is the possibility is real that it could happen. Now I want to move on to uh, to something else, and uh, <laughs> My tongue is blocking my eye teeth, and I can't see what I'm saying, folks. Bear with me. Uh, the um, the lovely young lady watching by way of Periscope TV, Cherokee Rose, just reminded me of my of the next item that I want to bring up, and that is what's happening in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Well. A second night of unrest in Philadelphia began Tuesday night over the police shooting death of a black man, just as his children recalled memories of their father in front of reporters, and 1,000 looters reportedly began targeting businesses, according to police. Three of Walker Wallace Jr.'s sons remembered their father during a news conference surrounded by, a family, surrounded by family and community members. We always go places, said one child, whose name was not revealed. He was always he, he always he always teach me how to be a to be a man. And these white racist cops got my own dad. And black lives still matter. Every, elsewhere in the city, looters ransacked a footlocker, right aid and other retail stores. At least one vehicle was set on fire. The Philadelphia Police Department warned people to avoid the Port Richmond area where at least 1,000 looters were ransacking businesses and that included a Burlington Coat Factory, Target, and Dollar General. Videos posted to social media showed people running out of a Walmart with clothes, electronics, and other merchandise. Some showed stores in disarray as looters grabbed various items from shelves and left. One person was seen hauling away what appeared to be a washing machine. Other videos showed protesters confronting police officers. Around 91 people were arrested Monday, and 30 officers were injured amid violent clashes. Protesters gathered near a police station Tuesday night to demonstrate and were seen marching east, the Philadelphia Inquirer reported. 
Some jumped on top of a news truck and began chanting, addressing the crowd, the growing crowd. The police department requested residents in several districts remain indoors except when necessary. These areas are experiencing widespread demonstrations that have turned violent with looting. A tweet from the city's Office of Emergency Management reads, The unrest comes after the police shooting death of, of Wallace on Monday afternoon in the middle of a street. The 27-year-old was armed with a knife and shot by two officers during a confrontation. Authorities said he ignored repeated warnings to drop the weapon and charged toward the officers. Neither officer has a taser. Officers had responded to Wallace's home twice before earlier in the day. A third call to first responders was meant for an ambulance to help him deal with a mental health crisis, a family attorney said Tuesday. I was telling the police to stop, don't shoot my son, Wallace's mother told reporters. They paid, they paid me no mind. The investigation into Wallace's death is ongoing. Police Commissioner Danielle Outlaw said it has not been determined when or if police body cam footage of the shooting will be released. Uh, Something's wrong here because I've got an extremely long blank spot here. I don't know why. Let me see if that's... Let me go through this article. Make sure I got it all. Yeah. Something about the... uh, The pay... uh, There's something... It, 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 that was the end of the story, but uh, it's got a really long blank spot before you get to the comments. That's what threw me off. So, according to police, 1,000 looters targeted businesses on the second night of this protest. And let me explain something, folks. The media, and this, by the way, I read this from the Fox News website. This goes to show just how stupid the media has become, including Fox News, I'm sorry to say. They call it a protest. How the fuck can you call it a protest when they're going, they're breaking into stores, marching into stores, stealing merchandise? That's not a protest, you dumbasses. That's fucking robbery. That's rioting, looting. Do you understand the difference between rioting, looting, and protesting? Obviously not. I guess we're calling people rioting and looting protesting now. It's the, it's the in thing to call it, apparently. Well, like I always say, call a spade a spade and a shovel a shovel. Well, guess what? As far as I'm concerned... By definition, they're rioting and looting. They're not protesting. Gunslinger? Well, yeah, you're, 
yeah, I mean, yeah, you're absolutely correct. I mean, what are they going to? I mean, they probably do this knowing now that if they write and and do all this stuff, they can go and break it and get free merchandise. You know, like you said, this one dude toting off a washing machine. So, how else would he be able to do it if he didn't? You know, participate in the riots and join the the savages, and that's exactly what they are—savages in the, in the commission of a crime. Well, of course it is. Okay. And here's with that with that shooting. Okay. Obviously, it's going to be justified. Okay. You you're a police officer. You tell the suspect that is waving a knife around to drop the weapon. So a knife is just is a weapon, just like a fucking gun is. Okay. Only one can shoot you and one can stab you. That's the only fucking difference. Okay. And when the cop repeatedly, not, more, not just once, but repeatedly told you to drop the knife, and if you would have been smart, you would have went home. To, well, you wouldn't have went home. You probably went to jail. But at least you wouldn't go to the morgue with a tool. Uh, Your audio kind of dropped down a little. What about now? Is that better? Hello? Yeah, that's better. Go ahead. Well, you know, like I said, you 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 are taught in cop school. I was taught when I got my CHL, the Texas Concealed Handgun License, and it, I was taught by Dallas Farm instructor of 40 years experience. Okay. You do not shoot the wound. I'm sorry, you don't. Because they can come back on you, or their family, or whoever, can come back on you and sue you for every fucking dime you got. And it's happened. It has happened. So, you don't shoot the wound, you shoot to kill, and you shoot to stop the target. You stop the aggression. You stop the the perpetrator by whatever means after you give them a command to stop, get away, back up, you know, blah, blah, blah. And even when you're personally carrying a CHL or, or, you know, in states that you don't have to have a CHL where you can open carry, you really have to do the same thing, okay, unless they surprise you. And then that's another part two. But part one, if you see somebody coming at you with a knife and you draw your gun, get away from me. I have a gun. I have a gun. I have a gun. Get back. Get back. And on the two or three commands, and they keep that coming at you, you're legally justified to use your weapon. Mm-hmm. Because you fear, you fear for your life. And if there's any witnesses around, the first fucking thing you tell them witnesses, hey, I had to shoot this man. You heard it. You seen it. He was coming after me. I gave him, I gave him fair chance to get away from me. And he didn't. I had no choice but to use a, a lethal force. You got it made in the shade, okay? And it's it, 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 it's terrible to have to, would have to shoot somebody like that. I mean, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't like it. But I'm going home to my family, okay? I guarantee you that, that that's top number one, top of the line. I'm going home, okay? That person's not. Your audio dropped dramatically, Gun. Oh hell! There, no, no, I just heard you crying just now. I don't know. It, it's it's, it's like it's going up and down like a you know. 
yo-yo. See, this is what you get for saying, yo, George, in, in the chat room initially, because you, you jinxed yourself with the yo-yo thing, you know. Oh, yeah, the bouncing yo-yo. <laughs> yeah. Better not do that no more. Hmm. But you see what I'm talking about. It's just, it's just the way it is. But I don't know. It, it's it's weird, you know. And, and I want to get to a couple of comments here, both from two in the Mixler chat room and uh, from Cherokee Rose here. Uh, and I'm no offense too, but ladies first. Uh, Cherokee Rose said in the chat room, "Wow, just another excuse to riot, loot." Exactly, Cherokee Rose. Exactly. I mean, it's it, uh, wow. And the mainstream media doesn't understand that, you know. And Cherokee Rose said that she watched it. Officers were justified in shooting him. He had ample warnings. Now, look, I've talked to friends of mine who are cops, you know. And I, I, I said, look, you're going to think me asking a dumb fucking question, but I've got to ask this question. Let's say you confronted me. I have a weapon. Now, the one cop I spoke to was a real wiseacre. He goes, George, your farts are a weapon. But go ahead. So I turned to him. Sorry, folks, I had to throw that in there. A little yuck yuck in there. Uh, I said to him, I'm, I'm, I'm holding a, a gun or a knife, and I'm coming at you. I've got the knife. In fact, oh, baller. I don't have it with me. I don't have it here. Well, hmm. For the people on the video side, I was going to use use my uh, my big. I was going to show my big knife. As a matter of fact, hang on a sec. Because for for the people watching on the video side, you know it, it'll, it, it'll the optics uh, will pay. Will will help along the way. And, uh, oh, there it is. I left it on a table in the kitchen. <laughs> See, that's what I get for not paying attention. I grab my coffee, but not the prop. Okay. So, switching back to the video side. Okay. Now, you're, it's going to kind of disappear because it's kind of a, a greenish, uh, you know, kind of a greenish um, uh, sheath that's in. Okay. So now, I've got my knife. I'm holding it with my my hand wrapped around the handle, the knife facing down toward the ground. I raise it up. I said to the officer, now I'm raising it up like, like so. 
and I'm getting and I'm threatened. I'm coming toward you in a threatening manner. You give you is am I correct that you draw your weapon, you warn the suspect, you give them at least at least three warnings. You try to warn them at least three times. Drop your weapon. Drop your weapon. Drop your weapon or I'll shoot. If your weapon is drawn and he's and that person and I'm still coming at you, what is your what's your response gonna be? He said, George, if you're coming at me with a knife or a gun in a threatening manner and you refuse to heed my lawful commands, because my life I feel is in danger of being taken, I will open fire. I will shoot. I am not going to try to shoot to wound you. I will shoot to kill you because you're, going, you're, you're coming at me to attempt killing me. It's, it's a self-defense. It's self-defense, plain and simple. So I listened to that. And, of course, you know, listening to what you said also reminded me of that conversation. But the one, the one question I raised uh, with this is have you ever been in a situation where you um, you 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 have someone coming at you they have a wep- the weapon in their hand now they don't hear you the first time but they do hear you the second time and they drop the weapon. But they drop it close enough to their feet where they can pick it up and just bend over fast and grab it. What is the, the most likely way for you to handle that? He goes, George, every situation is different. Every situation, every response is different. What we are supposed to do and what, what all officers are trained to do, by definition, is tell the person to step away from the weapon or kick the weapon away from them. Drop down on, and drop down on their knees and put their hands on top of their head. If they don't, there's there's a very likely possibility they could be tased, not necessarily shot with their, with a service revolver, but tased. That's the that's the one response people are going to use. So I, I I think about you know uh, uh, I I <laughs> tongue tied folks boy that's a, that would what is this tongue twister night or something Sheesh. it's it's kind of a catch twenty two now in regards to this rioting and looting that's going on. Two's listening by way of Mixler, and he's in the chat room, and here's what Two said about it. It's a peaceful protest. That's what CNN is telling us. 
And CNN is never wrong. <laughs> I, I hope I was, I too, was my sarcastic way of saying it, uh, kind of the impression that I was getting from what you wrote there, because that's what, that, that's what it seemed like to me. So, uh, but yeah, the mainstream media wants us to believe that what happened is a peaceful protest and that police officers bad. Stealing from Walmart is good. Now, I don't know, Gunslinger. Is this going to be another another police-involved shooting that's going to get played up in the media, in the mainstream media, and cause a resurgence of rioting and looting across the nation? Or could this turn into hopeful, turn into an isolated incident uh, in Philadelphia? Go ahead. Well, the answer the answer to that on both of them is no. It's not going to stop because you see, it was probably a white cop and, and a black guy. It was a black guy in Philadelphia, obviously a black guy. Okay probably a white cop, okay? If it would have been a black cop, you would have never heard anything. I guarantee it. Oh, it might have made a few blurbs on the local paper up there in Philadelphia, but that's about it. The only time that it makes major coast-to-coast news is when the cop is white. Who's a racist here? (laughs) Ask yourself that. Who's a fucking racist? Okay? I guess it's okay when black cops shoot black people, I guess it's okay. But, oh, God forbid, if the guy's white, uh, it's like, you know, the whole, whole hell breaks loose, okay? Which is exactly what it's doing right now. So that right there says, if that doesn't say racist and uh, hypocritical and well, just downright fucking low IQ, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry, they aren't. They can't see the difference. Yeah, okay, well, this black cop shot this black man. Okay, but when Mr. Whitey shoots black man, oh my God, we got to go out there and write and do all this stuff. Protest is one thing, but what what grounds are you basing it on? The guy had a weapon. They told him to stop. Maybe more than one chance. Okay, and just like the guy said, you know, there are different situations, okay? Every situation is different. George, you never carried a gun, a a pistol, okay? I have. I do, okay? Mm. Okay, I've been there, okay, buddy? I've been there, okay? And, boy, you talk about, well, your life flashing in front of your face. You get what, what they call tunnel vision, Okay. Your your audio is trailing off again, Gun. No hell. Is that better? Say it, stay the same. And there I can hear you. But I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Damn. But anyway, like I said, it's 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 a judgment call. It is really a judgment call when you carry a gun. Okay. Up in New York, you know, just like people that have concealed carry, you know, one of them up there. Okay, 
you can't even pull your gun out unless, I guess the person shooting at you, I guess they would actually have to be shooting at you first before you could return fire. Not like that way in Texas. Okay, no, 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 no. It's just the opposite. Okay, somebody pulls me, because I carry a gun, if somebody was to pull a gun on me and start swinging that barrel towards me, now they could, sw- they could point it up in the air, they could point it down at the ground. But the very split second that thing comes around and I see it coming around my direction, you're going to get three in the chest and two in the head. Okay, I'm sorry. And I don't give a damn if you're a man, woman, or child. It doesn't matter. Because you feared for your life, you have to draw your gun, you're in Texas, and you have to eliminate the the problem, the, the situation. I mean, think about it. Think about it. If you were here in Texas, George, and somebody like that come up to you, you you can't shoot the wound because they'll turn around and sue your ass for every fucking every dime that you got. And it's happened. Like I said, you can look it up. All right. So what is the other alternative? Shoot to kill. Okay. And not everybody that carries a gun carries a taser. Okay. I mean, that's a lot of weight. I mean. Hell, I got a gun belt. I, I, my gun is on a gun belt right now. I got my gun on my right side. I got two speed loaders, 124 grain jacket hollow points. I got a pair of handcuffs and another pouch here for my flashlight, my knife, and my phone. That right there by itself is heavy. Okay. Imagine having a taser and, uh, and a billy club. And uh, Well, let me see if I can beat you first. If I can beat you, maybe then I won't have to tase you. And maybe if I can tase you, maybe I'll have to shoot you. What a fucking choice. Well, with the exception of the uh, of, of the firearm, uh, carrying handcuffs, nightstick, uh, so and, and a couple of other items. Uh, when I was uh, being trained for riot control, uh, one of the things that that I that was emphasized is imagine if you, you will having a 9mm Glock on your belt on top of what you already have. The weight is, you're carrying a lot of weight. So, yeah, I, I, I understand that. Believe me, I do. And uh, two said in the chat room on Mixler that uh, he, rarely, he rarely ever sees any videos of black cops shooting anyone. And you know something? You're, I agree with him. Uh, it's it's a very very rare thing uh, to even hear about uh, a black officer shooting another person. It seems like the the media goes out of its way to to not tell those stories. Uh, I think I've I think in the last six months I've seen maybe one or two tops. Because the media is, is biased, they're racist. Media is biased and they're racist. That's why they don't report that. Hmm. Oh, but oh, but 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 according to the to mainstream media, Trump supporters are racist. Remember. I'm so damn racist, I got a picture of Hitler right behind me. See how? Yeah, right. So, see, I mean, this is, that's so ridiculous, but you see how biased and racist media really is. 
why are they not reporting on the black officer shooting the black guy? No. Or the black officer shooting a white person. You know, white person commits crime just like the blacks and everybody else, okay? You don't ever see that. But boy, the very fuck, the very fucking second, it's a fucking white cop shooting the goddamn black person. Jesus Christ. They go apeshit. Oh, yeah. And, and here's here's the kicker, okay? And this is something, you know, to think about. The reason we don't hear about, uh, say, a black officer uh, shooting a white, uh, a, white, uh, a white civilian is because it doesn't fit the mainstream media narrative. That's why, it, that's why you don't hear about it. It doesn't fit the narrative of the mainstream media because, God forbid, they actually reported something like that. People would, would it, it would shatter the the Black Lives Matter movement as far as their their belief system that all white cops are racist. You know. All right. While uh, Gunslinger is. Uh, Temporarily away from the scene. Here is what I'm gonna do 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 do. I'm gonna take this opportunity to take a break. So, uh, uh, where it go? Where is it? Doggone it, I know I put it here somewhere, gang-blasted. Ah, there it is. Okay, you'll be back, folks. This old-time journalist is going to have to take a break now. Not that I uh, was expecting to, but I'll do it anyway. So here goes. Hey, everybody, George here. Listen, our number one's already finished, and our number two is already in progress. Firefox News Online will be right back. I have to take a break. But you can call at 347-945-5747 right now. Remember, no block numbers or unknown Skype names will be accepted at any time. Be back shortly. Folks, you hear me talk about the New York Guard, State Defense Force here in the state of New York. Well, they can certainly use all the support they can get, and that means joining. I'm proud to have served in the New York Guard. I truly am. So if you're a New York State resident, please take a listen to this public service announcement for the State Defense Force, the New York Guard, and consider joining today. Hi, I'm Sergeant George Senzer, honorably discharged veteran of the State Defense Force, the New York Guard. Now, I've got a few questions for you. First of all, are you at least 18 years of age or older? Second of all, are you in reasonably good health? But most important of all, are you a New York State resident looking to serve your country? If you are, then have I got a great idea for you. Join the New York Guard. The New York Guard is a State Defense Force operated and funded by the State of New York through the Division of Military and Naval Affairs. And the New York Guard has a long and illustrious history dating back as far as World War I. I served two tours of active duty with the New York Guard on September 11, 2001, 
the day of the most horrendous attack on our nation since Pearl Harbor. I was proud to serve with the New York Guard. I served with them for six years, and I made a difference. You can too. Make a difference. Join the New York Guard today. Go to www.dmna.ny.gov slash nyg. That's dmna.ny.gov slash nyg. Click on the link, Enlistment Resources, download the recruitment package, fill out the application, send it back, and be sure to contact the recruiters letting them know that you have a desire to serve and that you've sent back the completed application. The New York Guard, New York State's Defense Force, protecting the residents of the state of New York and helping them through emergencies and times of natural disaster. Join the New York Guard today and make a difference. Okay, kids, gather around. I know we haven't discussed this in a while, but uh, who remembers where we're all going to meet in case of an emergency? Um, I do. Grand Central Station. Times Square. No, silly. Higher ground. Where's that? The mountains, son. But we live in the city. Hmm, right. Good point. What about supplies and all that other stuff? Ah, don't you even worry. Your mom has all those canned beets somewhere in the apartment. Oh, I just remembered. I also have canned cocktail onions. What about water? We have a few gallons stored in the basement. But we don't have a basement. He means the storage unit. Where's that? 32nd and 7th. Great. Sounds like we don't have a plan. What time's the game on? Winging it is not an emergency plan. Make sure your kids know what to do during an emergency. Who to call, where to meet, what to pack. Search ReadyKids at NYC.gov or call 311. A public service announcement brought to you by the New York City Office of Emergency Management and the Ad Council. It's important to plan ahead for emergencies, like the storm. When it kicked in, we had a plan. We were able to get in touch with each other in no time. no idea how to find each other. My husband kept the kids occupied. our son, but there was no reception. Everything was down. I felt like we handled everything very well. I had to try and stay calm. The whole experience was the most frightening 10 hours of my life. It was, it was kind, kind of like, like a little family adventure. Every hopes will never happen to her. I, I remember, remember the, the relief of being together. I realized he was out there all alone. If, if there's, there's one piece of advice I'd offer other moms, moms out there, there it's to stay it's calm and keep to the plan. Some parents plan ahead. Some don't. Make sure you know where to find your family in an emergency. Visit nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311. Brought to you by the New York City Office of Emergency Management and the Ad Council. Just now, another kid dropped out of school. There's one every 20 seconds, over 200 kids an hour. That adds up to nearly 5,000 kids every school day. If we do nothing, 3.5 million kids won't receive a diploma over the next four years. But there is someone who can change that, and that someone is you. United Way knows that kids who have a caring adult in their life are more likely to make it. So make a pledge. Tutor a child who needs help. Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. Volunteer to read to children. Because the path to success or failure starts long before graduation day. And the difference between a graduate and a dropout could be you. Take the pledge to volunteer now at unitedway.org. 
Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Hey everybody, this is Toby Keith for Rad. For many of us, drunk driving is something that other people do. Certainly not someone I know. When you see someone who's had too much to drink about to get behind the wheel, ask him to give up the keys. Always choose a designated driver. Music lives, you should too. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Attention parents of young children. The following is a partial list of things that are probably happening in your backseat that you are completely unaware of. A food item is probably being stuffed into a crack. A strange sticky substance is being spread everywhere. Deep, sustained, nasal exploration. Someone is probably making faces. Hitting. Hitting back. The cleaning of muddy shoes. Farting! <laughs> Something is probably spilling. Gum is lodging in hair. And your kids are probably riding in car seats that are being used incorrectly. In fact, three out of four kids are not as safe as they should be. But the latch system is in most cars and makes it easier to get it right. Just attach the top tether and the lower anchors. The ones down near the old sandwich and the melted down crayons. Anchor, tether, latch. The next generation of child safety. A message from the U.S. Department of Transportation and the Ad Council. Are you ready? Are you ready? For the thousands in attendance and the millions around the world, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! You're listening to the most powerful radio broadcast anywhere. Firefox News Online. The FFNOP Radio Network. 347. Nine four five five seven four seven. We're back. Lines are open. Hi, this is Alvin of Alvin and the Chipmunks, and you're listening to Firefox News Online on BlogTalkRadio.com. Take it away, George. And we're back here at Firefox News Online with approximately an hour and 38 minutes remaining in the broadcast, an hour and 38 minutes left to go before we're done for this evening. I'm George Sinzer, and thank you so much for tuning in to Firefox News Online, the world's number one Internet radio and video broadcast bar none. But we wouldn't be that if it weren't for the many loyal listeners and viewers that are out there today. Now, of course... Firefox News Online, and I, I ask this only because, you know, we're, you know, this is one of those situations where, you know, I really have no choice. Firefox News Online has been on the air for as long as it has because of the, the many listeners I've, I've garnered over the years, the, uh, 
the viewers that I've that I've been able to to gather over the short space of time that I've been on video, and it really is amazing, um, people that are out there. But I am asking for your help. I'm asking for your help because keeping Firefox News Online on the air is a chore and a half. It, it really is, and the best way to do that, the best way to keep this broadcast going, especially if you if you like what we do here. Uh, there's a way to, to do that. And it's you can't take this off on your taxes, but it's still a big help nonetheless. And all donations are truly appreciated. If you go to paypal.me slash Firefox News Online, that's paypal.me slash Firefox News Online, whatever you can send would be greatly appreciated. And all the donations go right into the broadcast. I don't take a penny. I don't get paid for what I do here. So believe me when I tell you, this broadcast survives through the generosity that, that, we, that we get from all of you, wherever you are. So please, now more than ever, help keep Firefox News Online on the air by going to paypal.me slash firefoxnewsonline. And uh, my thanks to those who do donate. Always. On the phone line with me, from the Lone Star State, I have Gunslinger. In the chat room, we are joined by Chief of Simple Facts of Life, Yes, Chief is here. Yeah. <laughs> Always a pleasure to have you here, Chief. Good to see you. Gene is watching by way of Periscope.tv, and Cherokee Rose is watching by way of Periscope.tv as well. Good to see you there. Glad to have you along for the ride, and believe me, what a ride it is so far. But we're not done yet, folks. Uh-uh. So here goes. Let's go to the next item. Now, according to the report I have here, and uh, you'll find this interesting. It actually surprised the hell out of me. Democrat representative criticized Nancy Pelosi for not accepting the GOP stimulus deal. Her? Her? Yeah. A House Democrat has claimed House Speaker Nancy Pelosi made a mistake by refusing to accept Republicans' offer on a COVID-19 stimulus relief bill. In an interview on Tuesday, Representative Max Rose, Democrat from, I believe he's from New York, said this is the most relief Republicans have offered during negotiations. He suggested Pelosi had a perfect opportunity to accept the deal before the election, but she fumbled in order to play politics. The Republican Party, two months ago, did not want to do anything. And now, because of the sheer force of our argument, as well as the obvious plan of the American, the obvious pain, I'm sorry, of the American people, they have moved up 
to $2 trillion, Rose stated of the stimulus bill. It is a tremendous bipartisan framework for action that is commensurate with the scale of the crisis that we are facing. Even though he criticized Pelosi, Rose distanced himself from comments made by Democrat Senator Joe Manchin, Democrat from West Virginia. Manchin has suggested getting new negotiators in the House to push for a stimulus deal. I find it very curious that uh, Max Rose would go up against and oppose Nancy Pelosi in this fashion by saying, you know, that she should have taken the deal. I, I, I must admit, I'm, I'm at a loss. I, I, I'm, I, I don't normally applaud a Democrat for something, but when it comes to this, this Democrat actually spoke up against Nancy Pelosi and in no uncertain terms told her, you should have taken this damn deal. You know, what the hell were you thinking? Kind of is is basically the way it sounds to me. So uh, to Representative Max Rose, I say, you know, I'm glad that you're standing up to her on this. But don't back down. Convince your fellow Democrats to to tell her, hey, look, if you don't take this deal, if you don't let this deal go through, we're all going to look like we're, we, we've failed the American people. And I hate to say it, but the Democrats have failed the American people. So Max Rose, right now you need to step up even harder and say either you, accept, you agree to accept this deal or we may have to find another Speaker of the House. Let you know, drop, drop that, drop that, drop that, that very fact in her lap. Now, I don't give credit where credit is due to Democrats very often, if ever. So this is a first. And like I've always said, regardless of whether you're Democrat or Republican, you do a good job, you do something good, I'm going to let you know about it. You do something pretty fucked up, I'm going to let you know about it. Either way, I'm going to let you know about it. And I, I feel that this representative criticizing Pelosi for not accepting the GOP stimulus deal was, in a, was a step in the right direction. Because he knows, I'm sure, that right now the Democrats, are in the, their asses are in the frying pan. No, scratch that. Their, their asses aren't in the frying pan. Their ass is in the fire. So, you know, I, I, I give I give him credit for you know for for being brave to, enough to stand up and say something because he's right. Pelosi should have accepted the GOP stimulus deal, and she still can. But she's but Democrats need to you know put their foot down because it's all about what Nancy wants and not what the American people need. Gunslinger, what do you think, brother? Well, that kind of surprises me. A Democrat standing up like that. You know, 
Piccolosi should have been removed a long time ago. She's definitely anti-American. She's she's just anti-everything. Okay? Y'all doing it for political reasons. It's not to help, just like you said, it's not to help the American people. She's actually doing more harm than good. Why is she there? Okay? But, yeah, I give, yeah, my hat goes off to this other Democrat there, which I don't say it very often, but it's only fair to give where credit is due, you know, good credit where credit is due. And if they keep pushing it, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> more power to them. In that situation. Yeah, I, I, th- I think that uh, at the end of the day, you know, it's not about it's not necessarily about the party that the person is in. It's about what they're willing to to say and you know, what they're willing to speak up about, what they're willing to 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 tell the Speaker of the House in no uncertain terms. <laughs> to be crude, ladies and gentlemen, and you know me, I will drop the f bomb no matter what. But Nancy, you fucked up. You need to accept the fucking deal and stop pussyfooting around. You know, it's it's really it's really that simple. Um, I cannot, in, in in all honesty, believe that that Nancy Pelosi is so liberal pigheaded that she would actually. Uh, do the American people more harm by not accepting the deal. And she is. She's doing a lot of harm. She's doing a disservice not only to her, to the constituents she has in California, but to the entire country. She's proven time and again that she doesn't have what it takes to be Speaker of the House. She doesn't have the where for all to do the job the American people expect of her. And she hasn't. Since the day she was put in as Speaker of the House, she's been on a power trip, you know, and and that's exactly what's happening here. She's on a fucking power trip. Hey, look, I've I've said, uh, you know, on a few occasions that these Democrats, you know, and you've said it. I've heard other people say it. I mean, Mike from, from here in New York said it, I think, on more than one occasion when he was here. And a few, a boy, when he was here, God knows how many others have said it when they would come here, that Pelosi and the Democrats are on a power trip. Well, I'm glad to see one Democrat's not on a power trip per se. He's on a trip to to try and help the American people. So by telling Nancy, uh, "You fucked up, bitch," <laughs> yeah, I think I think he's he was spot on, you know, truly spot on. But it, again, this 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 story actually surprised the hell out of me. When I first saw this story, I, I sat back here, Gunslinger, and I'm like, whoa. What the fuck? I had to blink my eyes, literally rub my eyes several times, because I thought I was seeing an optical fucking illusion. And, uh, you know... <clears throat> I hate to say it, but it ain't no optical illusion. Congressman Max Rose actually stood up and stated that she should have accepted the deal. And, you know, again, like I said, it's not about party affiliation. 
It's about doing the next right thing. And the right thing for Max Rose to do was to say that she should have accepted this deal. Well, I hope that Max Rose is not the only Democrat to tell her to her face, quit, quit fucking around and either shit or get off the pot. And when I say shit or get off the pot, meaning she needs to either do what's right and accept the deal or resign as Speaker of the House. But again, she's on a power trip. <laughs> Folks, I'm going to read a comment from Chief of Simple Facts of Life. That's <laughs> just going to love this. Oh God, I love it when this guy when 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 Chief is here, he 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 he, he, he he's like wow. I'm telling you, he's this is great. Just woke up. From a 10-year nap, when did the Crypt Keeper become Speaker of the House? <laughs> In answer to that question, Chief, I don't know. <laughs> Seriously, I don't know. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was perfect. Thank you for that, Chief. Definitely needed a good yuck yuck in there. We needed a laugh. Oh, that was perfect. Two thumbs up for that one. I'd give three thumbs up if I thought I could get away with it. If I thought I had it to to do, I obviously don't. But you know, so. Um, but yeah. I think Democrats, you know, saying to uh, Nancy Pelosi that, uh, you know, if, if him to criticize her for not accepting the GOP stimulus deal, <clears throat> uh, he's letting her know up front, he's letting his fellow Democrats know up front that we can't hold this back any longer. We must do something to help the American people. And the one thing I think I believe that, you know, she's holding out for is what a lot of uh, liberal Democrat governors are holding out for, uh, some sort of uh, bailout because they fucked up their budgets. And like I said, in regards to here in New York, Governor Cuomo fucked up the budget. It's his fault. He screwed this up. So – why should the people of this country suffer for his mistakes? Pelosi needs to accept the deal. That's all there is to it. <laughs> Chief, Chief's comments to my three thumbs up gag was, three thumbs up? Are you going full Jeffrey Tubin? Nah. I just well maybe if I if I stack my right hand on top of my left and then stack my left on top of the right, there would be the three thumbs you know, I think that would be the three thumbs up. Uh but no, not Jeffrey Tubin. Sorry. Not me. 
Uh, yeah. Besides, uh, no. So there you have that uh, with uh, Nancy Pelosi. Now, right in your state, Gunslinger, right in the state of Texas, did you hear about this? The Texas governor is going to deploy National Guard in multiple cities on Election Day. I kid you not. The Texas National Guard is set to be deployed to multiple Texas cities on Election Day. Governor Greg Abbott, Republican in Texas, has decided to send 1,000 troops to polling stations across the state in preparation for potential unrest following election results. Among the cities include San Antonio, Dallas, and Austin. Democrats were reportedly upset to hear of the move because they believe it will be used for voter suppression and intimidation. However, officials have reiterated that troops will be used only to deter any civil disturbance or violence. So, uh, Governor Greg Abbott is anticipating the possibility uh, of trouble in regards to election uh, after the, the election is called. The big question becomes, how long will it be before the election is actually called? And with all of the voter, the mail-in vote uh, issues that have cropped up over the last couple of months, I don't know. Something, you know, something's got to, you know, there's something very, very disturbing in all of this. I'm, I got that gut feeling that Trump's, Trump will win the election, but I got a feeling it's going to be uh, a very uh, a, a very big issue if people go out in the streets and start rioting and looting and pillaging and plundering and bullshit like that. Uh, Chief wants to know if uh, I saw Tucker Carlson tonight. No, I didn't. I was kind of busy taking care of getting things ready for tonight's broadcast. Um, so I did not see Tucker Carlson's broadcast. Um, So I don't know what it is you you might be referring to, Chief. Uh, By the way, Chief, um, do feel free to call in. Uh, You're welcome to join to join on the broadcast. uh, Of course, you know you don't. You're always welcome on here, as I've told you many times. Um, but Gunslinger, if if Governor Greg Abbott is anticipating possible trouble with this election, 
I wonder how many other states are going to possibly uh, deploy National Guard troops uh, around their state in the event of possible uh, rioting and so forth in the wake of the election. So what are your thoughts on what Governor Abbott did or is, is going to do election night and your thoughts on also could this could other states follow suit in doing this doing a similar thing? Go ahead. Well, you know, I'm I'm glad he he is. That's a that's a very good idea. Okay. Because you know, there you know, people are gonna be upset when Trump wins. He's gonna win. There's no doubt about that. Uh they just they're just going to be sitting there beating themselves in the head. Well, I'd let them beat themselves in the head as long as they don't hurt nobody else. But putting the putting the national guard at the polling stations, yeah, sure. A couple of guards there, sure. I, yeah, they keep them in trouble. You know, there's no need for you know trouble at polling places. You know, that's yeah, you know even in 2016. I don't think we had any riots or anything up here in North Texas, around Dallas area, DFW area, not that I know of. But those are key cities, you know, Dallas and San Antonio and Austin being the liberal lib-turd capital of Texas. There ain't no doubt about that because that's where the capital of Texas is. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, will other states do it? I don't know if they'll use the National Guard or their state guard or whatever, uh, but... If they put in, you know, um, uh, uh, state police or county sheriffs or whatever, whoever it is, I mean, it could be the police, it could be the sheriffs, it could be the, the, the state guard. As long as they keep the peace at the polling place, sure, why not? Yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it's, it's vital that um, that we try to keep. The possibility of violent outbreak, violent, violent outbreaks, uh, uh, down or or eliminated altogether. You know? um, certainly, this uh, you know th- this this election is you know historically going to be one of the one of the most important in our nation's history, no doubt. But I also believe that um, at the same time we have to we have to remember um, with all of the misinformation from the mainstream media, with all the disinformation from the Democrats, uh, all of the insanity that has that has been wrought uh, in regards to this election and so forth. I think it's only prudent. I truly believe it's only prudent to uh, deploy the National Guard in a capacity to assist law law enforcement in preventing or minimizing uh, the the chance of of serious uh, rioting and uh, property damage and so forth. a strong uniform presence, I was always told, uh, can make a difference. What I'm 
though what I'm concerned with is uh, can this can can this uh, well actually uh, but tongue tied. Um, when it comes to um, shit, uh, when it comes to the Democrats, you know they're going to seize on this and and call it voter suppression. So I think what needs to happen is deploy the National Guard immediately after the polls close. So that this way, the the statements by Democrats uh, accuse to accuse them of being of being out there for voter suppression and voter intimidation uh, is no longer a valid point on their part. So I think the the deploying of National Guard after the polls close would be, I think, beneficial and prudent. Uh, in this situation. Uh, Let me see here. Okay. Um, Chief is talking about something uh, regarding Tony Bobolinsky, I think his name is. Uh, let me see if I can find a clip for that. Because I, I, I saw that name come up. And I think I've got it here. I may have it. We'll see. As soon as it opens up, that is. Now, this is a 17-minute clip. Wow, I don't. I, I'm wondering if if I should really put that out there. It's a pretty long uh, item here. Let me check something here real fast. See if this if this item is um, no. This is this is not going to. Um, but apparently, according to this, plausible deniability. Tony Bobolinsky. Let me try that again. Tony Bobolinsky claims Biden family shrugged off concerns about risk to 2020 bid.
You know something? I'm going to I am going to put this clip out. I think it's worth worth playing. Um because this guy, according to what Chief is saying in the in the Mixler chat room, um he was the guy who came on before the debate and outed Hunter Biden and Tucker interviewed him tonight. Had the goods on Hunter and Joe. It's what uh, Chief is saying in the chat room. So I think this clip is probably what he's referring to. I'm going to put the link to it in the chat in the Mixler chat room. And now, wait a minute. Let's see if we can uh, get something here. Okay, chat room, open sesame. And now it's just a matter of waiting to see what happens with the clip because I I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to automatically play or if it's not play. We just showed you the first 20 minutes of our interview a few hours ago with Tony Bobulinski, well-known international businessman who was asked by the Biden family to do business with them in China. He met with the former Vice President Joe Biden two separate times, and they talked about the China business deal. Now, this information has been out for several weeks. It's been in the hands of a number of different news organizations. The reason you're hearing a lot of this for the first time tonight on this show is because they have resolutely ignored it and tried to suppress the story. Joe Biden has rarely been asked about it, though there is an enormous amount of detail and documentation that no one has refuted because it's real. This topic did come up because the president pushed it at last week's presidential debate. And what was notable was that Joe Biden didn't deny any specifics about his connections to the Chinese Communist Party, his family doing business there, he himself participating in that business. Instead, Biden dismissed the entire story out of hand and suggested that Tony Bobulinski, who is a veteran, a former naval officer, was part of a Russian disinformation campaign aimed at this country. His evidence for that? Well, there wasn't any. Instead, he cited a letter from, quote, 50 foreign nation, former national intelligence folks, almost all of them partisans, every one of them a liar. None of them had directly assessed the information. Not one of them called Tony Bobulinski. They knew nothing. Joe Biden said that on stage. And so when we spoke to Tony Bobulinski, we asked him his reaction to that. And here's what he said. Tell me about the conversation that you had with Joe Biden. What, what did he say to you? Uh, you mean the morning after he spoke? That's right. Um, it just it was uh, there was a ten people running around getting him something to drink, and we were backstage in a cramped space. And he asked me to walk with him out to the car, and he just asked, you know, how I did and uh, what I thought of his speech. And uh, I thought he did a great job in the speech. And obviously, cancer is a very serious thing that we should all be working together to solve. I just lost a sister-in-law within the last two weeks, uh, sadly, to cancer. And um, uh, and then he just sort of asked me to keep an eye on his son and his brother. Yeah. What What do you think he meant by that? Um, I think it was conscious of things, and you know I can't speak for him. Uh, maybe right. I would love for him to go on record. Um, you know, as I referenced earlier, I'm only sitting here because they have not. Not only have they not gone on record, they've denied it, and they've tarred my family name and a long history of serving this country. 
and have other congressmen now talking about Russian disinformation. This whole uh, smear on Joe Biden uh, comes from the Kremlin. I held a top secret clearance from the NSA and the DOE. I served this country for four years in one of the most elite environments in the world, Naval Nuclear Power Training Command. And to have a congressman out there speaking about Russian disinformation or Joe Biden at a, uh, at a public debate referencing Russian disinformation when he knows he sat face to face with me, that I was traveled around the world with his son and his brother, to say that and associate that with my name is absolutely disgusting to me. Did you complain about that? I mean, to suggest that you were committing treason or a part of a foreign attack on our democracy, which is how they characterized it. I mean, that, that's such a, a serious and, and I think unfair charge. Did yeah. you bring this up with them? Well, in basic form, you're exactly right. They are publicly accusing me of treason right now, um, treating me like I'm insignificant or the uh, 50 years of history that my family served this country is insignificant. And that's why I'm sitting here having this. I assure you, this is the absolute last place I want to be right now and the last thing I want to be doing right now. But I feel like I have a patriotic duty to this country and every American citizen to go on record and to find the facts for them and let them do their own work. Let them decide how they view those facts or not. But for the Biden family to deny these facts and then not only deny them, they could have just said no comment. But they didn't say no comment. They then brought in Russian disinformation and basically associated my name with that, which is absolutely disgusting to me. And I had to go on the record. Last weekend, I was in Virginia. Uh, Sally, my sister-in-law, passed away at around, I think, 6.38 Saturday morning. That's the wife of my brother who spent 28 years serving this country as a naval flight officer and just retired. So you can imagine me dealing with that and the tragedy of that. When I saw Adam Schiff on record talking about Russian disinformation after this email had been posted online by the New York Post. And remember, that email was to me from James Gillier, right? It wasn't, you know, I wasn't blind carboned or CC'd on that. It was to me stating that I was going to be the CEO of this enterprise. Um, I, had, uh, I was at the end of my rope. And so I called Rob Walker and I told him that if that statement isn't retracted, by Adam, or, uh, Congressman Schiff by midnight on Sunday that I was going on record and I was disclosing all the facts to the American government, to the American citizen and the world. I was hoping the Bidens would do the right thing or Schiff would retract his statement, but I could not allow another minute, another hour or day for my family's name to be associated or, or muddied up around Russian disinformation. So even as I sit here today, I would ask the Biden family to come on record and stop using my name or associating it with Russian disinformation. It's absolutely disgusting. So this is Rob Walker, the representative of the Biden family. I believe his wife worked for the Biden family, um, apparently. So you said this to him. I, I won't go public. I just want them to retract the accusation that I'm an instrument of Russian disinformation. What did he say? That's correct. Um, Rob is under a tremendous amount of stress. Right. Uh, obviously, his uh, wife and a, and, and a child. And he uh, said, listen, let me make some calls. Let me call George, who's Hunter Biden's lawyer, and, and see what I can do. But he sort of presented it as if that's going to be impossible for me to get done. And, um, you know, I'm not naive. I know that's not impossible. That's a single phone call from Joe Biden to Adam Schiff saying, Basically, go on record and retract your statement. You got over your skis. And uh, when I, you know, I was up late that night 
And when the statement wasn't retracted, come Monday morning, I was ready to go on record. And what, how that record was, I was willing to go in front of any senator, any congressman, the Department of Justice, the FBI, or sit here with you, Tucker, and basically provide the facts to the American people and let them make their decision. This isn't a political focus of mine. People were accusing my family of treason um, after I served this country and defended this country. So the reason you wound up here in this interview, and, and I, I just want to affirm for our audience, I, I don't think you had any desire to do this interview. Absolutely no desire. Is because nobody else told your story. So were you surprised, given the, the trove of documents you have, given the credibility that I, I think is apparent that you have, that no other news organization took the time to unpack this story? Um, surprised is probably uh, an understatement of the year. Shocked, because um, it would be different if this was my word against Jim Biden, Hunter Biden, and Joe Biden. Right. That would be a very slippery slope, not something I would take the personal and family risk on it. But I've provided more documents and facts that validate times, meetings, who participated. That email to me on May 13th was generated by somebody else sent to me. It wasn't me generating. These text messages that I've provided are Hunter Biden in the first person, Jim Biden in the first person, James Gillier in the first person, Rob Walker in the first person. It's not me generating the text messages. It's them speaking. So you can interview them. The FBI can interview them. Our government can interview them. But I was shocked that not only the media is not only discussing this, they're going to the other extreme. They're dismissing it as Russian disinformation. This country has heard enough about Russia. We went through three years of every day, Russia, Russia, Russia. It's just absurd. The Cold War is over. And they're saying it about your family. Yes. The Biden family knew that you're going public with this. And you spoke to Rob Walker about it. Again, the, the self-described Biden family representative. And Biden family, meaning Joe Biden as well. What was his response when you let him know that you were going public with this? Uh, trying to coach me. <laughs> trying to sort of say, hey, we don't want to do that. We don't want, you know, press trucks out in front of our house. I'm going to have to move. Uh, I could lose my job. Um, and uh, all that, um, you know, I'm not trying to cause any harm to anyone in this situation, right. let alone Rob Walker and his family, James Gillier and, uh, and his family. Um, but basically, Rob's position was, if you go on record with all these facts, you'll bury all of us. If he doesn't come out on record, I am uh, providing the facts. You're just going to just bury all of us, man. What was your response to that? Um... I was focused on pushing these guys to do the right thing, to demonstrate an ounce of integrity in front of the American people. They all know the facts. I live the facts. And luckily for the American people, all the facts are extremely well documented. I'm irrelevant in this discussion. So I can write off, but the American people can read these texts, listen to the recording that you just played, read the legal documents that were executed in Delaware, and they can form their own conclusion. They don't need me to form a conclusion for them. Give us a sense of your contacts with Hunter Biden. I just, a lot of this is complex. There's a lot that we're not, and this is television, so we're not putting, you know, everything that we have on the screen right. because we can't. But for those who 
might suspect that you don't didn't really have a lot of contact with Hunter Biden. Give us a sense of some of the places where you had conversations with him yeah. and over what time frame. So um, obviously, as we already discussed throughout 2015 and 2016, while Joe was still the sitting vice president of the United States, these guys had been doing extensive work around the world in places like Oman, Luxembourg, Romania, that I was being made aware of, but I obviously hadn't come off the bench and agreed to be part of this. I'm, I'm sorry, I've got to interrupt you there. Om Oman, Luxembourg, Romania. Correct. So they don't speak any of these languages. Neither one of these guys has any record of success in business. Neither one has a background in international business. Why would they be doing business in Oman, Luxembourg, and Romania? Uh, because, because they have relationships and they have the Biden name that they're able to set up meetings and get people to jump through hoops uh, in an interest to garner favor with the sitting vice president, Joe Biden. So that, so it sounds like Gillier is a legitimate business guy, a, a, you know, someone who's, who's yes. fluent in the language of yes. international James business. Gillier, you know, served his country. He's British. Yes. Uh, he's traveled around the world for decades. He's a very low profile uh, right. individual, but he is, uh, he's sharp and he's as legitimate as they come. It sounds it. But Hunter Biden and Jim Biden have a well-documented, decades-long record of business disasters. Did you get any sense that either one of these guys was qualified to be conducting this kind of business? The only qualification they had was the Biden name. But they seem to have parlayed that into quite a few deals in quite a few countries. And I interrupted you, so, so give me continue with where they were doing these deals. Yeah, so you had asked, you know, uh, the extent of my communication with Hunter Biden. So when I... Uh, decided to come off the bench and, and uh, entertain me in the CEO of Sinohawk Holdings. Um, obviously, I was brought up to speed on the work that they had been doing in Oman, Luxembourg, France, Romania, Kazakhstan, and stuff like that, because that was all going to be integrated into Sinohawk Holdings. Um, and so you asked to the extent that I spent time with Hunter Biden. I personally was in Bucharest, Romania, with Hunter Biden, Jim Biden, um, uh, James Gillier, Rob Walker, uh, I was in Monaco um, for the you know, annual Grand Prix there. Uh, I was supposed to sit with Hunter Biden. Um, I met him, uh, I uh, met on the patio of his hotel, uh, and I sat there and waited for two hours. Um, and uh, you can imagine how uh, angry and I was frustrated after sitting there for two hours waiting for him without a text, a phone call to let me know I can't make it or I'm tied up. And uh, in a text that I think you guys are aware of and saw, the next day, um, he aggressively comes back at me that uh, he couldn't attend the meeting that he himself set up. I stepped away from family and friends on, on the yacht that I was on with my friends to go sit with him uh, for a couple hours. And uh, he's effectively screaming into the phone that he could not pick up the uh, a phone and text me because he was with the Ukrainians and Mikola, the founder of Burisma, and that he was fighting for the only income he has on the Kazakhstan deal that apparently he negotiated. Now, I had no exposure to the Kazakhstan deal. I'm not aware of any of the particulars of the Kazakhstan deal. I just know for a fact there is a Kazakhstan deal because Hunter Biden in first person told me there was in the text that I think you guys have and you will show to the American people. Uh, it's not my job to determine what that deal is. I'll leave that up to the FBI or the Senate and the Congress to uh, figure that out. I just want to restate this. You are not a grifter. You're not someone who's selling access. You're a legitimate businessman who's done deals in a lot of different countries. So I just want you to assess once more, is there anything about Hunter Biden's 
personal experience, personal qualifications that would justify him doing a deal in Kazakhstan? Uh, absolutely nothing. The only thing that he had was the Biden family name and the fact that his father at one point obviously was a sitting vice president and potentially would run as a future president. It sounds like a remarkably ambitious international business program they had running. Extensive. And his uncle. Extensive. Um, th this is a small point, but I, I can't get over it. So you saw a number of reporters say, again, in an effort to bat away your story, your testimony on this, that the chairman referred to in a bunch of these emails was not Joe Biden. It was, in fact, the government of China. When you see people refer to the chairman thinks this, the chairman thinks that, they're talking about China and not Joe Biden. So I want to put up on the screen. Here is a text message you received from Hunter Biden to you. Hey, Tony, I have an idea. In light of the fact that we are in an impasse of sorts and both James's lawyers and my chairman gave an emphatic no, I think we should all meet in Romania on Tuesday next week. And so you're hearing reporters say that chairman was, in fact, the Chinese government. Here you have Rob Walker responding to you. Clearly, there's some confusion over this. And he's saying, I'm going to put this on the screen now. When he said, when Hunter Biden said his chairman, he was talking about his dad. Correct. There's two chairmen in the story. There's Chairman Yi, who is the chairman of CFC. Yes. In that text from Hunter Biden, he was not talking about the chairman of CFC. And what Hunter is referencing there is he spoke with his father, and his father is giving an emphatic no to the ask that I had, which was putting proper governance in place around Oneida Holdings. So Joe Biden is vetoing your plan for putting stricter governance in the company. I mean, and, and it's, it's right here in the email. Yeah, Tucker, I want to be very careful in front of the American people. That is not me writing that. That is not me claiming that. That is Hunter Biden writing on his own phone, typing in that I spoke with my chairman, referencing his father. If the world thinks that that my chairman is not his father, then Hunter Biden would come forward and go on record and state to the world. But you have the Biden family representatives, Rob Walker, saying right here, May 19th, no. When he said his chairman, he was talking about his dad. Exactly. Now, <clears throat> I sat here watching uh, this uh, and I got to say, you know, uh, chief of simple facts of life, uh, said to me in the Mixler chat room, am I watching it? Was I watching this? And I said, yes. And he, uh, he pointed out that, uh, this is the, this was the middle part of, of an hour long interview that Tucker Carlson had with uh, Tony Bobolinsky, uh, chief of Simple Facts of Life, said to me, um, "Does this guy appear believable to you?" And as I pointed out, I was going to reserve comment until after the clip was over. Yeah, I do believe him. 
because apparently the Bidens are under the impression that nobody's going to out them. I mean, let's face the reality. That's exactly what this, what this guy just did. He outed the Bidens. He outed them. Plain and simple. Three four seven nine four five five seven four seven. The uh, my friend Gunslinger has stepped away because he had a phone call, so uh, he's not available for to comment. But let me point out that when it comes to the Bidens, when it comes to what we know about Joe Biden and what his father did, okay, and uh, I don't know. Uh, Chief, Chief, you'd call in, but reasons? I'm a little confused. You you lost me there. Um, I'm really not sure what... uh, what you know? What you what you say? What you mean by reasons? Um, look, America. Th- this simple this interview proves of the illegal activities of the Bidens. You know, we talk about how the Clintons are are are, are criminals. Well, how about the Bidens? Remember at that Foreign Affairs Council, the Council on Foreign Affairs, when Joe Biden said of the of Ukraine's of Ukraine that they're not going to get the billion dollars unless they fire the prosecutor, and his exact words, "Son of a bitch," he was fired. So he blackmailed the Ukrainian government, while vice president, to fire the prosecutor that was looking into Burisma, a company that his son, Hunter Biden, was on the board of. So there's, there's, a, there, there's, a, <clears throat> there's a lot of criminality going on. I mean, we're talking uh, extortion, and God knows what else. Okay, Chief. Uh, just so you know, the the broadcast uh, Eastern Time here in New York uh, ends at one in the morning, and once it, once 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 it goes past one o'clock the 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 phone line goes dead all right just so you're aware so hopefully you'll be able to join us before that happens because i will stay i will do overtime uh 
with you on board. Uh, just, you know, let me know when you're calling in, and we'll uh, be keeping an eye out for you, definitely. Um, oh, I plan to, he's, he's recommending I go to, to the Fox News, uh, Fox News and watch the whole thing later. Um, I'm not sure when uh, when Tucker Carlson will be on, so I'm going to check a source. That may give me some information on that, or not. Uh, apparently, that's not going to tell me anything. Crap. So I'll just. Ah, damn! It's already it's, the interview is already in, it, it's being shown now. Um, I don't have regular television service, so on demand, I'm not sure I'd be able to get, I'm not sure if I'd be able to watch it, uh, Chief. But we'll see. I may be able to watch it uh, tomorrow. When when the website replays it, but I'll have to see what happens. I'll check uh, the Fox News website too, uh, not Fox News, the uh, YouTube channel, see if it if it's up there. So we'll see. But this, um, you know, when Bubble when Bubble. <laughs> Try again, George. When Bobolinsky uh, raised concerns in 2017 uh, to Jim Biden about Joe Biden's alleged ties to a joint venture with a Chinese energy firm, you know, starting to wonder, you know, what are these? What are the? the what are the Bidens doing? What are they into? And how much more has to come out before the uh, before the uh, before the attorney general brings in a special counsel and expedites an investigation into these characters? You know, it's it, it's a it's really a catch twenty two. In all of this, but um, I, I'm just at a loss here. My uh, good friend, No Way, just sent me something I will definitely be looking at later. I think it may be uh, the item in question. No way. Thank you. Wow. Cool beans. By the way, 
I had an opportunity to, for those of you who have heard No Way on this broadcast uh, in the past, uh, he has, uh, uh, he's, he, he's, he's watching, he's, uh, he's checking us out tonight, which I'm grateful for. Uh, no way, know that you are truly missed here on the broadcast. God knows, uh, I look forward to the day when uh, you're able to rejoin. I know that uh, there's things I'm not going to say on the air, but let's face it, you are missed here. And brother, I do look forward to when you when you're uh, willing, ready, willing, and able to come back and say, I'm here. So. Wow. That is what I call a brother looking out for you. I mean, he, he just uh, sent that information to me. So I will be, I will be able to watch it in its entirety uh, soon, immediately following this broadcast or thereabouts. Because I want to see the whole thing in its entirety. Because I want to I see and hear exactly uh, what this, uh, what Tony Bobolinsky uh said in full not just the the short not just the the small bit that, that we heard just moments ago so it definitely uh it definitely raises some uh questions now i want to go to something that for anyone who's ever gone to the satirical site babylon b <laughs> well, uh, just to let you know, as no way would put it, I am everywhere and I am nowhere. I am just no way. We kind of knew that, no way. We kind of knew that. <laughs> I'm glad you I'm glad you tuned in tonight, brother. I'm truly glad you tuned in tonight. Um, so um oof, lost my train of thought just now. That's not good. Well oh yeah. For anyone who's ever gone to the satirical website the Babylon Bee. You know how conservatives have been targeted on social media and censored like crazy? Well, guess what? The Babylon Bee was hit. Yes, the Babylon Bee got censored, of all things. Tell you what, listen to this clip I'm a, I'm about, that I have here on that. <laughs> You're going to love this, and I, I have follow-ups to this story. So I will bring that up, too. I thought this was pretty disgusting that, that they would go so far as to uh, do this to the Babylon Bee, but hang on a second here. Here we go. The satirical conservative site, the Babylon Bee, continues to be accused by Facebook of violating their community standards. The social network said a fictional quote, the Bee, used in a joke on its site, could incite violence. 
So let's dig a little deeper on the story tonight with the CEO of the Babylon Bee, Seth Dillon. Good to see you, Seth. Thanks for having me on, Shannon. Can you briefly tell us what the story was about and what part was considered to be inciting violence? Uh, well, the story was about um, the senators grilling Amy Coney Barrett during the confirmation hearings and uh, comparing her to a duck in order to determine whether or not she was a witch. Now, that sounds really crazy and silly because it is crazy and silly. That's kind of what we do is make up crazy and silly stories. And the part that was determined to be inciting violence was a quote in that article talking about how we must burn her once, we de once they determined that she was a witch. Now, it's a direct quote from an old Monty Python movie, right? So yeah. um, it's, it's, not, it's not an actual incitement to violence. Anybody who takes any care to pay attention to the context of this story would clearly see that. Um, but the interesting thing with this was that Facebook's algorithm is what triggered initially that this article got flagged for review and got taken down. That's excusable, I guess, if you have a phrase like that in the article that an algorithm could do that. But then they had a person manually review it and uphold that ruling. So that's where it became kind of crazy for us. And we took we went you know, to social media to let everybody know what was going on. Well, how dare you? Because I think you were not supposed to talk about it either. What was happening behind the scenes? The New York Times says this. How the Babylon Bee, a right-wing satire site, capitalizes on confusion. Says this is a blog about distortions and misinformation. And one thing I've noticed recently is that a lot of the Babylon Bee's most successful articles in terms of online engagement are the ones that are less obviously satirical. I mean, Seth, to me, I thought that was what good satire was supposed to be. But apparently, you're skirting too close to the truth. And The New York Times doesn't think people can figure it out. Well, jokes are funny because of their proximity to the truth, not their distance from it. You know, if you make up something that's so absurd that nobody could possibly believe it's true, they're not going to laugh at it because it's too detached from reality. So it's actually successful when satire, satire is supposed to be just exaggerating the truth a little bit, right? Um, that is becoming more difficult today because the world is so crazy today, it's hard to go beyond where reality is. You know, reality has become a parody of itself. So that's actually one of the challenges that we face is making up things that are so crazy mm -hmm. People, you know, can actually tell that it's satire. It's very, very difficult. Well, and I think something else, Seth, that you all do very well is to highlight things that you've made jokes about that have actually come true. Um, it's uh, file it under Babylon B prophecy fulfilled because it's actually happening. But this is 2020. Uh, Seth, thank you very much. Please keep us updated. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Now, you heard from the <clears throat> from from the guy who heads up. Babylon B. Now it gets even crazier. Okay, it gets even crazier. All right. Now, so they they remove. Uh, they removed this, and, and I'm going to open up the uh, article, you know, the item that I, I got this from. Uh, but I'm also going to, uh, excuse me, sorry about that. For those of you listening, it uh, automatically starts the, um, the video, and I really hate when that happens. But there are <clears throat> excuse me, goodness. 
but it goes even crazier when you know you you here there here you're, 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 you're sorry here we go again so just to um, just to point out how Facebook cracked down on the conservative satirical site, the Babylon Bee. Now, this was, again, over an article mocking Hawaii's Democratic senator, Maisie Hirono, uh, and her treatment of Supreme Court, then-Supreme Court nominee Judge Amy Coney Barrett, right, during last week's confirmation hearings. Now, last Wednesday, the Bee ran this story with the headline, Senator Hirono demands ACB be weighed against a duck to see if she is a witch, alluding to the intense grilling Barrett faced from Hawaii's junior senator, okay, who asked the judge if she had ever sexually assaulted anyone and scolded the nominee for using the term sexual preference to describe the LGBTQ community which Barrett apologized for. Now, fast forward to more recent events. Facebook offered an apology after it took down a post from the conservative satirical site, the Babylon Bee, that mocked Maisie Hirono's treatment of Judge Barrett during last week's Supreme Court confirmation. Now, on October 14th, the B ran the story with the headline, as I said, you know, Senator Hirono demands ACB be weighed against a duck to see if she is a witch. Okay? So, the, again, this was alluding to the, what the junior senator said, but Babylon B's CEO, as you just heard, Seth Dillon, uh, revealed the lengthy battle his site had with Facebook, which resulted in the removal of the post and demonetizing the conservative site as punishment for allegedly inciting violence. So after a manual review, Facebook says they stand by their decision to pull down this article and demonetize our page. I'm not kidding what Dylan wrote on Tuesday. They say this article incites violence. It's literally a regurgitated joke from a Monty Python movie. So Facebook offered a mea culpa in a statement to Fox News Channel Wednesday evening. This was a mistake and we apologize that it happened. Satire can be difficult for our systems to identify but we've restored the article and their ability to monetize, a Facebook spokesperson said. Now, despite the apology from the social media giant, Dylan expressed that he still had unresolved questions. Why did it have to take getting the media involved to fix this? And I agree. Why did it take getting the media involved to fix this issue? This is... This is not just, uh, you know, this is not just any site. This is a satirical website, 
and I've I've gone to the Babylon Bee, and I've read some of their stuff, and I'll tell you something, I've gotten a kick out of it. Uh, but I'm sorry, there's there's just no excuse for this. They are targeting conservatives at the drop of a hat, and the the Babylon Bee is a is a conservative satirical website. They are that's what they do. So I I, I find myself, you know further questioning what they do there. Now, you heard what Dylan said about, excuse me, about the the algorithm. But then, of course, he brought up the fact about the the human side of it, when an actual person was involved. See, Facebook doesn't give two craps about the conservative voice that's out there. Even a satirical website is a target. And Facebook needs to, and this goes right back to what we've talked about here on this broadcast, when it comes to the, 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 two, the Section 230 uh, protections that these social media giants have, it's time to strip them of that damn protection because they're acting as, that clearly, clearly, Proves that they're they are acting as a publisher, not anything else. If you think about it, and think about this, folks. Now I'm a conservative. I talk about a lot of things, you know, from time to time. I comment on all kinds of stuff on Facebook, you know, harmless stuff. I, I don't do a lot of the political stuff. On, you know, on my regular page, but I do comment, you know, on my uh, journalist page uh, when it comes to certain political stories. Um, in my private FFNO news and topic room on Facebook, which is a private messenger group, uh, those who are in that group, I've I, I've seen stuff posted by by that by by friends of mine in that group. And I've even shared some things myself. But don't be fooled. Even the private messaging groups can be targeted by Facebook's anti-conservative algorithms. So where do where does it all end? Well, I'm sorry that uh, Maisie Hirono's feelings might have gotten hurt by it. You know, but and like like Chief of Simple Facts of Life, you know, says says in the chat in the Mixler chat room, algorithm. How about Babylon B is satire? Is that too hard for the for the algorithm? Apparently, it is because it cannot distinguish between satire and real incitement of violence. I mean. That's the problem. The, and, and these algorithms, let's remember, folks, algorithms are, are created by human beings. People program these algorithms. So I'm sorry. I don't think Facebook's apology is very uh, genuine uh, because they'll do it again. 
They will. They will do it again in a heartbeat. They're, they'll let their algorithm dictate the actions. And human beings that are confronted with it at, at Facebook, they will back up the, the use of the algorithm. So please, Facebook, stop trying to BS the, us with, your, with, with, with that nonsense. It's all bullshit. Now, I like the Babylon Bee. Their satire is funny. And that's what it's supposed to be, funny, comical, hilarious at times. And if you can't handle that, well, then, Facebook, you need to shut down your algorithms and have actual human beings reading stuff. Oh, I forgot. That's too easy for you to do. <laughs> now, chief of, of simple, <clears throat> excuse me, Chief of Simple Facts of Life says in the Mixler room, maybe they're using a Commodore 64 to screen for bad content. <laughs> maybe they are. Maybe they are. Can't run the algorithm. Hmm. Uh, oh, on a Commodore 64? Yeah. I wonder if anybody still has one that works. <laughs> but folks, you know, this is the suppression of conservative voices. That's what it comes down to. Okay? The Babylon Bee is neither evil or sadistic. They're satirical. And for the Babylon Bee to be put through this bullshit, I'm sorry, but there's just no excuse. There really isn't. Um, <clears throat> but, again, the, the, the censoring of conservative voices... Uh, and I don't believe I just clicked on the on that one. What the hell? Oh, it's the right one. It's just I don't know why that video is going to be repeated in this one. I guess because it's a Facebook. It's because it's Facebook related. That's why. Well, apparently, <clears throat> Facebook took down. Uh, a Trump campaign vote today ad claiming it lacked additional context or clarity. How much more clear does it take to, 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 to say vote today? How much more clear is that? Well, check this out, folks. I get a kick out of some of this stuff because it's Facebook. Or as I refer to it as, fuck me book. Because they're fucking everybody. Well, Facebook has removed multiple posts by the Trump campaign, including one ad that urged users to vote today. According to CNBC, the ad features an image of President Trump with text reading, Election Day is today, and Vote Today written above. According to Facebook, the ad violated the platform's policies. A Facebook spokesman... 
Let me try that again. A Facebook spokesperson confirmed the following. As we made clear in our public communications and directly to campaigns, we prohibit ads that say vote today without additional, without additional context or clarity. The spokesperson also pointed to a Facebook article dated October 16, its stamp, detailing its stance. We know policies vary state by state and often county by county. It's important the language you use in your content is current per relevant sorry, election authorities and gives people a full picture of their options for registering to vote or voting, the policy reads. For example, we prohibit ads that simply say vote today. Any variance of this messaging must include clear context of the method by which a person would be able to vote and be accurate throughout the duration of the ad, including at its creation. Consequently, with the restriction period beginning October 27th, ads that say vote today will be inaccurate in most cases outside of those that provide early voting details. Now, earlier this month, Facebook faced backlash by joining Twitter in suppressing the explosive New York Post report about the emails found on Hunter Biden's laptop. Now, Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of Facebook, and Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey are set to testify before the Senate Judiciary Committee next month. I wouldn't wait till next month. I'd have their fucking ass in there now. Are you kidding? Well, Gunslinger, you're, I'm glad to see you're back. What do you think of uh, what, do you, what do you say to uh, Facebook's latest censoring technique? I refer to him as fuck book, suck me off book. Well, what do you expect? What do you expect when you got that little bastard Mark suck me off bird? Okay, running the show. You you don't think they're not going to censor everybody? Well, hell yeah. That little bastard is a left-wing, far left-wing, lib-turd, demo-rat, okay? So, yeah, they, they've gotten so big that they want to decide what is good for you, uh, the way you'll read it, the how you'll read it, and the, your uh, bridge of free speech, or they'll put you in Facebook jail. Amazing, isn't it? A tech giant can actually put you in jail and then censor what you speak in a free country. Remember what I've always said. If you don't if the, if you don't like the truth and the truth hurts, well I'm sorry. Okay. It's it's the truth no matter who likes it. Okay? And that's the way it should be. Okay. Well you know, the the, the simple fact is, um, they took down the Trump campaign ad because all it said on there was vote today. Okay. Um, it's, you know, 
it was like they needed more con- according to facebook they needed more they had they should have added more context to it and citing various uh things such as uh state by state county by county and you know you know and the way it's set up is may may vary and all this other shit and i'm like yeah no shit sherlock but all this guy said was Okay, all that was presented was, and I just can't believe it closed. Um, and I gotta wait for the for the stupid video to start again. Okay, so what they're saying is that they prohibit ads that simply say vote today. Any variance of this messaging must include clear context or the method by which a person would be able to vote and be accurate throughout the duration of the ad, including it at its creation. Consequently, with the restriction period beginning October 27th, ads that say vote today will be inaccurate in most cases outside of those that provide early voting details. Now, what it said on uh, an image of, the ad featured an image of President Trump with the text reading, election day is today, and vote today written above. So, they, they, they want more details? From what I is is my understanding, but according to to Facebook, they're saying we made clear in our public communications and directly to campaigns we prohibit ads that say vote today without additional context or clarity. How much more clear can it be? Vote today. They want people to vote by mail. So obviously, vote today would be clear enough context, I would think. So, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but somehow that seemed to have been lost on Facebook. I don't know. Um, Gunslinger, you put this in the uh, Mixler chat room from conservativefighters.org. According to this, uh, hackers take down Trump's official campaign website. Now, according to this, hackers took down the Trump campaign website, leaving a message in broken English that claims that President Donald Trump's administration created the coronavirus. Okay. I want to show you something before we go before I go and read the rest. Folks, take a look at this. All right? And uh look at this. Let me let me bump it up a little bit here so you can see it a little more there. Now it's now look at this. Using they used, which I thought was 
pretty screwed up. The Department of Justice Federal Bureau of Investigations logo and the Department of Justice logo. Okay? And it says, this site was seized. The world has had enough of the fake news spread, spreaded, <laughs> nice English, daily by President Donald J. Trump. It is time to allow the world to know truth. Uh, some of it's been cut off, but uh, devices were compromised that gave full access to Trump and relatives. and cooperation with foreign actors manipulating the 2020 elections, the U.S. citizens have no choice. Today is the day the whole world can decide if they want to know that truth or not. Yes, share the data. And there's what looks like... uh, I don't know what that is. It's hard to make out. Uh, And then there's no, do not share the data. And there's another, it looks like some sort of, uh, uh, illegible information. And then something deadline, we will compare the, the funds and execute the will of the world. In both cases, we will inform you. Identify your key. Identify our key. First of all, this this is this was done by hackers. Okay, this was clearly done by hackers. Now, going back to the uh, to the to the item in quest to to the story here. <clears throat> Below the Federal Bureau of Investigation and Department of Justice seals, the note left behind on the seized site states, the world has had enough of the fake news. Oh, I can probably get more from this. Uh, spreaded, spreaded daily by the president. It is time to allow the world to know the truth. Okay. Yeah. Right. Whatever. Now, the text went on to allege that internal classified information is exposed, proving that the Trump-Gov is involved in the origin of the coronavirus. The threat levels that there purportedly is... The threat levels that there purportedly is evidence that completely disrupts Trump as president corroborating his criminal involvement with foreign actors manipulating the 2020 elections. U.S. citizens have no choice. Today is the day, it's basically what I was reading a moment ago. By the the deadline, the hackers will supposedly compare the funds and execute the will of the world. In both cases, participants will be informed. Identify our key. The unnamed authors signed off. It was unclear how long the message was visible before the entire web page 
appeared to be taken offline at 7.25 p.m. PM Eastern Time. The site has since been restored. Okay, let me point something out. Hackers, this sounds like like someone from a foreign country did this. That's what it sounds like to me. Uh, I have seen images from the Department of Justice and FBI for seized websites. And that ain't no damn Department of Justice or FBI seized marker. I'm sorry. (laughs) And the English sucks. Absolutely sucks. So, I don't know. Gunslinger... What 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 was the, what was their point? Was was their point to try and uh, hurt the pre- hurt President Trump? Because if that's the case, they did a piss poor job of it. Well, yeah, I mean that's the only thing it could right. be is a is a doing a piss poor job to try to hurt you know President Trump. You know, uh, they could be here, they could be anywhere. You know, hackers could be anywhere in the world for that matter. So, you know, it's, it, and they're Democrats, you know, and they're liberal, you know, they have to be. So, yeah, I mean, this is their, this is more their, their rhetoric of trying to derail, you know, President Trump, which ain't going to do no good, because, you know, we're six days away and it's a shoot-in, so they're just wasting their time. I, you would think they would be, they would spend their time in a more productive manner, but obviously not. Well, it's obvious to me that that foreign actors were behind this hacking. Foreign actors uh, that obviously support the Bidens. So, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but if I can make that, that, if I can put two and two together on that and come up with four, I wonder if anyone else will. Now, Chief... Uh, Chief... Let me try that again. Chief of Simple Facts of Life says on Mixler, he says, I have a friend that lives in Japan, and his job is to edit stuff that was written in Japanese and translated into English. Maybe these guys should have should have hired him. <laughs> you think? <laughs> You're right, Chief. They should. Maybe they should have, um, or 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 gone to school and learned proper English. I mean, holy shit! That's ouch, man. Now, now, of course. Let's face the reality here, folks. Trump's campaign page is back up and running, and hopefully his IT guys are doing a better job of blocking hackers. Okay? Seriously. Uh, I know that for me, common sense says if my IT guys didn't set this up where you could 
do you can prevent this sort of thing from happening, or at least attempt to, then you need better IT guys. But hey, I've got a friend who uh, who's an IT guy. I'm sure he could do a better job blindfolded. <laughs> but uh, well, you get the idea. So there, unfortunately, is that. Now, I do want to um, I do want to uh, quickly thirty degrees gunslinger. Thirty degrees. Uh, okay, thirty-nine degrees. Still, that's brutal for you down there. Yeah, tell me about it. Well, I got my tank and my heater going Sunday, finally. After all that time. Uh, let me see here if I can get a refresh on my phone here. Well. We're, we're, we're just a little warmer than you are, where I am. Uh, 51 degrees with a feel-like temperature of 54. You're at 61. Texas is colder than fucking New York. No, 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 no. no. Damn. 51. 5-1. Five, 5-1. One. Five, one. It's really? 51 degrees. 5-1 with a feel-like of 54. With these missing with really? these missing tooth on top and bottom, it's hard to get to get the numbers right. But like I'll put it in the chat room. That's the temperature that, that that it's that's the actual temp. And this is what it feels like. Fifty one but feels like fifty four. So We're a little warmer, not by a lot, but we're a little warmer. I know, Gunslinger, I, I shouldn't have shared that. I, I, I know that's terrible of me. I, I mean, you know, what are you going to do? <sighs> but one final check of the... Uh, uh, of the of the of the of the, uh, the news item the, the the latest news item, and that's not showing me what I want to know. But folks, if you're if you're in Pennsylvania, if you're in the Philadelphia area, especially, please, unless it's a dire emergency, stay indoors. Do not venture out. What's happening in, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, right now, is. To say, the, to say it's dangerous is an understatement. So please, stay inside. Do not venture out. All right? I could not stress that enough. Well, we are just about out of time here on the broadcast. I want to thank 
chief of Simple Facts of Life, gunslinger, Tuvan Lee, who was here earlier, uh, Cherokee Rose, and Jean Fancosi, I, I think that's how it's pronounced. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but Jean, don't shoot the messenger. I'm lousy with pronunciations anyway. But, um, and of course, i got to thank No Way for tuning in tonight. It is a pleasure to, to, to see that he's been watching and so forth. So, uh, and just to make sure he's still watching, I'm going to say it like this. We'll see if he, if he responds to that. <laughs> I will at least. But we're out of time here on the broadcast. Again, my thanks to everyone for tuning in and, of course, all of you watching and listening by archives. Firefox News Online will return for the Wednesday night edition on Hump Day, or will it be Hump Wednesday Day? Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday. I thought the day was Wednesday. Damn, I'm daylight dollar short. No, you're a day you're a day ahead of yourself, there, buddy. <laughs> you're definitely a day ahead. Of <laughs> But that's okay. Don't worry. Don't. Hey, listen. Aren't you glad that that I'm sitting here, making sure that I get the right day in myself? I mean, geez, it would be kind of terrible if the host turned around and said Thursday instead of Wednesday. Ooh, that would have been ouch, kabibble, confusing. Well, as I said, we'll be here for the Wednesday night edition because officially it is Wednesday. In New York, and should be Wednesday where you are, Gun. Uh, it's after mid. It's midnight where you are, so it's a, it's officially Wednesday, all day, all all night and all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for the comments I've made, that's the way it is from my perspective. I'm George Sinzer. Thank you for tuning in, and as always, y'all be good. And if you can't be good, be careful. If you can't be careful, please, for the love of God, do not name it after me. That's all I ask. Wow. The only thing that I'm able to say that fast is that. Everything else tonight has been evil, 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 evil. Okay, folks. <laughs> so on that note, we will bid you all a fond avirzen, gazuntite, ding dong gang, and so on like that, dear. Uh, closing uh, out go patrol, please. Thank you for tuning in to Firefox News Online. Firefox News Online is a production of Firefox News Online Productions. Any rebroadcast, transcript, either in whole or in part, without the express written permission of Firefox News Online Productions and its owner, is expressly forbidden. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Send your comments to us by writing comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. That's comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. Also, if you have any stories or topic ideas you'd like to share with us, send them to WeReport at FirefoxNewsOnline.com. That's WeReport at FirefoxNewsOnline.com. And be sure to check Facebook.com slash FFNOIBN. That's Facebook.com slash FFNOIBN for the links to the live broadcasts of Firefox News Online on the Firefox News Online Internet Broadcasting Network. Be sure to use 
hashtag FFNOP. That's hashtag FFNOP to trend this broadcast and all Firefox News Online broadcasts globally on social media. Thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next edition. So let it be written. So let it be done.